Hello there, and I am so thrilled to have you join us. For those of you whom I have not yet met in person, my name is Amber Griffiths, and I'm maker of legends. And it is that time again. So grab your legend pack, crank your speakers to 11. Welcome to legend. This is the Legend to Legend interview series, where we have a series of conversations that explore the dreams and the visions of the individuals who know that their message, their story, their movement, their vision is destined to create something greater than themselves. And today I am just absolutely thrilled because I get to welcome Cecilia Boss onto this series with us. Welcome, Cecilia. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to join you. It has been, I just was so thrilled to get you to meet you last fall and learn more about not just your business, but how you are. It's the most interesting bookkeeping thing I've ever experienced. And I know other bookkeepers and yet I'm like, I've never met anyone quite like you. And so I have all kinds of questions about what you do and how you create this level of how you're differentiating yourself intentionally or accidentally in, in the world. So Let's get started. Tell us who you are, what you do, and who you serve. So I am Cecilia Boss. I own Boss Optimal Solutions, where when the boss needs a little extra help, they're going to ask this boss. Um, that is part of how I start my differentiation. Um, I am very much a straight shooter. I focus on the small guys. I focus on the ones that are starting out. I focus on making sure people don't have the oopses that other businesses run into because they didn't have someone to guide them in the direction that they need to go. Oh my goodness. Where were you 17 years ago? I mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so really less of the corporate bookkeeping and more of the, mm -hmm. it sounds like you come in and are, are kind of a part of the team as somebody who, especially if they don't have a huge team, that could be, critical support, especially when they're just getting started or they're revamping something. Does that sound about right? That is very, very true. Um, I actually met with a young lady today. Timing of this is perfect. Um, met with a young lady. They're just starting out their business. And we had a conversation about the fact that I'm going to ask you questions that you're going to go, why are you asking me these? And this is none of your business. And I'm going to explain to you why I need to know this information. It's not because it's I, I'm upset or I'm trying to dig deep and get information I don't necessarily need. It's how can I serve you to make sure you are successful? And that's the ultimate goal. It's not me. It's how to make you successful. I think maybe that's part of what makes you, you're absolutely right. Like, and in my eyes, it makes you different as well is because it's not just give me your numbers, give me the papers, let's go do this. I know when we were speaking before you talked about, like, I'm, I'm a huge visual person. I'm a creator. I, I love to create the stories and see the stories. And in fact, people watching is one of my favorite things because I will just make up all the stories. But I know when we spoke, you talked about how the numbers tell stories. Talk a little bit about mm -hmm. that. Like what, what kind of stories, what are you getting from these numbers? Do you, what do they create for you? So for me, it gives me an outcome. It gives me a, where are you trying to go and how are we going to get you there? Um, if you tell me I want to be in situation A, but I'm looking at your numbers and I'm going, honey, you're in situation B. And if you want to get to A, we need to do these steps. That's what I see in your numbers. And then I show you how to change those numbers to get you to that situation A that you really want to be in. And sometimes it's a fun conversation and sometimes it's a not so fun conversation because sometimes we are our own worst enemies. Oh, absolutely. And we think we're one place and we're in denial sometimes about where our numbers say we are. 
and where we think we're headed and what path we think we're on. So having some kind of an expert to understand the way the numbers are pointing, I think that's huge because it's not just here's your income, here's your expenses, let's go. There's a lot more complexity to that, right? I mean, as far as determining how to get there. Correct, correct. Um, it, again, timing is impeccable for this. I had a wonderful conversation with a lady yesterday. Um, I'm a ambassador for a chamber, one of my local chambers, and oh. we were talking and she's like, you know, I have a bookkeeper and, and she goes, I've never really budgeted anything. And I, I, I had to side to tilt ahead and I went, what do you mean you haven't budgeted anything? <laughs> she's like, well, I don't go focus on growing the business. I said, but how do you know you're successfully growing the business? Just because you have a hundred co um, customers walking through your door does not mean you're growing your business effectively and efficiently. Right. And I said, so what are you getting for financials? Are you getting this information, this information, this information? And she kept asking you, what does that mean? Oh, no. And I went, <laughs> there's a sign that you need some additional assistance. And yeah. it's not a bad thing. Right. Because we go out, you know, we go into business and we're going to grow a business. We're going to be a business owner and we're going to be this great thing. And we're going to be so successful. And we forget about all the minute details that we need to know to be successful. Absolutely. And what is your idea of success is going to be different than my idea of success, which is going to be different than your best friend's idea of a success. Certainly. And that's where we get lost. And so we pick up the minutia of all the information and turn it into something that makes you where you want to be. I think that's absolutely fabulous. I, I talk to people all the time because they're like, I should know this. I'm like, why? Was your expertise in marketing and branding? No. Then it's okay. Like you got into your business because you're so good at this thing that you do. Chances are it's not branding chances are it's not bookkeeping and accounting. Like it's, you know, that's not what we're taught. That's not a high school thing. <laughs> that's not something we were taught in college. And when you're right, when we jump into entrepreneurship, we don't have to check those boxes off. So it's, I think it's so critical that we have this community that I know this person, she can help you. I know this person, she can add, give some support and not because you need it, but because you're going to be so much more successful, so much sooner, so much more fun. If you get some support in those areas that it's okay, honey, you don't have to know this part. Like it's, I will, exactly. I will show you and you can do. So I love, I love that you are doing what you're doing the way you're doing it. Um, speaking of launching your business, many of, so many entrepreneurs start their business because of one of two things. Um, what they were doing no longer serves them. Usually it's corporate or hourly or something like that. It doesn't serve them anymore. Or they can no longer ignore that voice in their head that says, hey, listen up, there's something more, there's something more. And sometimes it's a combination of that. What led you to launch your business? What led you to launch your boss, your boss business? Um, so I tell everybody it's my husband's fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was self-employed for 23 years mm -hmm. and I was in the corporate world. And anyone who knows my personality understands that I am a little too vocal and um, honest. So I have a tendency to get myself in trouble. Um, so we determined me and the corporate world were no longer a very good fit. And <laughs> when I started figuring out, okay, so corporate world and I aren't a good fit. Hubby's been self-employed for 23 years and I've been doing all of this stuff for him. I had to learn a lot of lessons the hard way. Well, there's my business. That's lovely. Love that. Yeah. I, I had the same 
relationship with corporate. At some point, I'm like, okay, so my issue with authority has officially come to a head. Like I, I've had it since I was younger, <laughs> and now that this is how it's manifesting itself is I don't handle authority well. <laughs> yep, yep. So yep. entrepreneurship is is definitely for me. I get it. Well, I'm so glad, and the entrepreneurs are certainly grateful that you have broken up with corporate <laughs> with the corporate world. Exactly. I have divorced the corporate world. (laughs) And you got all the skill set, which is great because that's what you brought to the table anyway. So with all that background, with that 23 years in corporate and life and raising your family and having all these different businesses, supporting your spouse while he's building his business and running his business, that's got to be, you know, again, this, this isn't stuff you really go to school for. This isn't, nobody sits you down and says, here's the 10 life lessons to be an entrepreneur. Um, Like I have worked in, a dozen places before I launched my business from working at a candy counter behind um, at a family owned theater and being a pharmacy technician at a VA hospital. I mean, and, and everywhere I was a florist. I mean, I, all these different things. And I can look back now in certain situations and think, ah, oh, I'm so glad I had that really terrible customer when I was making flowers for a wedding, because I know how to handle this. Like I can totally apply that here. It's all good. And I've always joked that when it gets really bad, I'm going to go be a florist because if the roses hurt you, you just cut off the thorns and move on. <laughs> there you so, go. <laughs> it's like, okay, no, I can make this as easy. Of all of those things, what kind of experiences do you think were like looking back and I realize hindsight is 2020, but you can look at them and think that it was specifically designed so that I could learn this. Like what life lessons are you using now as if it's, because, and it's almost like innate because you've learned them 20 years ago. Comically, I say my bartending days formed my ability to interact <laughs> with individuals. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> you, you could, well, you cut through the stories to get to the real of who that person is. Right. And, you know, they always joke bartenders are your shrink. They're your best friend. They're sometimes your confidant. Sometimes they're your partner in crime. They mold you. You learned so many different things and back in the day when I was a bartender and a cocktail waitress I got the best of both worlds man I got it all I can see through a client feeding me a a little bit of a story or I can be sympathetic if there is a need to be sympathetic I can appreciate the small wins Um, that is one of my biggest things that believe it or not it shaped a lot of who I am today oh I totally that makes total sense people are at their most vulnerable if they're sitting there at the bar or if they're at the table going I'm celebrating or I mean honestly to a certain extent it sounds a little bit like when I was a florist is I mean I mean, this was high school but it's like I see you at your best and your worst I get to do the proms I get to do the weddings I do the funerals I do that sounds amazing but all those conversations you got to have no wonder you're so fabulous with people and seeing the real story I think that's <laughs> tremendous oh my goodness I didn't realize you were a bartender oh Speaking yeah Speaking of that, and here's one of the things that stood out to me the most after you and I met. Cecilia, you have this joy and this happiness about you. And I, it makes total sense because I was browsing through your social feed and I found this post that I want to read back to you because I want you to explain it to me. <laughs> um, it's from about a month ago. No, 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 no. It's totally on brand. For, like it, I read that and went, of course, this is on her site. Of course, she posted this. Says happiness cannot be traveled to, owned, earned, worn, or consumed. Happiness is the spiritual experience of living every minute with love, grace, and gratitude by Dennis Waitley. 
if ever there was like, these are the words that explain Cecilia, my impression of you. And it sounds like that's the, this is your persona coming through your brand, through your business completely. How do you, with all the ups and downs, with all the ins and outs and dealing with people's money, which is such a personal thing, talk to me about your happiness and your drive to stay so optimistic and joyful. <laughs> so it's the celebrating of the small things. And that's what it boils down to. We all have bad things that happen. We all have things that go sideways. We have things that, that either make or break our day. But if we don't focus on the things that are, are the little things that are positive, the things that we don't recognize regularly, we miss it completely then. And we miss out on so much if we don't. And I was just talking to a lady because we were talking about, you know, 2023 goals and what are you doing from a personal point of view and growing yourself and things like that. And I said, you know, I used to always be anti-journaling and I'm still not a big fan of journaling because of one, I just, it, it never registers to me to journal when I think about journaling. But what does resonate with me is today this happened and it was a positive. Mm -hmm. And it's not just the positive for a personal, it's a positive from the business side as well. So what I'm doing is I'm keeping a journal, but it is a daily reminder of what was the one thing that stood out to me personally that was positive, and what is the one thing that stood out to me professionally that was positive, whether it was a client win or a my win, if it was a friend's win or a my win, it's what stood out so that I can go back and keep going, yeah, I remember that. I can relive that coolness. I can relive that fun. I can relive that happiness. I can relive that, oh my God, we didn't slip and fall on our butt today when the snow foot blew. <laughs> you know, it's, it's whatever the goofy little things are that we forget about. That's what keeps right. you going. Right. So it's less about everything is roses and more, I'm just going to focus on, it's, it's about everything's focus, roses. Not, not actual, yeah. We had a, yep. um, I'm trying to remember even where I picked it up, but during the quarantine when we were stuck here in that house, every night at dinner we said, okay, what were your roses today? What were your thorns? And not because we wanted to focus on the thorns, but we really wanted to don't let them fester, you know, like get them out, mm -hmm. assess them with proper importance and then move on. But really it was about, let's talk about those roses. And it sounds like that's, so are you writing this journal? Are you, are you doing a video yeah. journal? Like, how are you doing this? No, I'm just doing a written journal and um, I've, I've stewed about do I do a six month review? Do I do a one year review? Do I do a quarterly reviews? I haven't quite played that out fully in my head, but right now my biggest focus is just actually doing it. You know, we that's say awesome. we're going to do things and we don't do it. Oh no, I don't, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> I can't relate to that upkeep power at all, at all. Exactly. How? I have a file pile like this. Really, I've been filing all along. Not. <laughs> right, right. Those aren't boxes full of empty scrap. Those are, that's just, yeah, it's all, it's all organized. It's alphabetical, chronological, something. How do you think, something. once you get this habit, how do you, how does that come through in your business? How does that come through in your relationship with your clients and with your family and, and all that? I mean, do you become little Miss Molly Sunshine or? No, God, like? no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can ask my clients. I'm not this bad. So I can give you some time. <laughs> but if I can if I can go be able to go back to a client and say, This is what we went through on this day and here was the positive, it's a good thing. Um 
it also allows me to help them if they're struggling. I can say, do you remember when? Do you remember where you were this day? And where are you today? Yeah. And you can start doing comparisons for them, which is sometimes needed because they don't realize how good they're doing. Yeah. It's perspective, right? It's that, it's that, again, it's celebrating those small things and remembering it really is okay. Like this, this too shall pass. It's what happens. Like it's going to be, everything's going to be fine. Okay. That makes sense. I like that. I will be sure to check back with you in a month and see if you're still (laughs) keeping track of all of the roses, all the happy thoughts. And I really like that you're doing one of each one for personal, one for business. I think sometimes I know everything, how we do one thing is how we do everything. And I know there's a lot of blending, but you're absolutely right. Sometimes I think the good and the bad can seep into it because we're human and we're going to keep those emotions and reactions, you know, inside that even if something goes sideways in a, in a business, it's hard not to let that affect person and vice versa. So I like that you're doing one of each. I think that's, that's going to be super fun. I, okay. I will, I will check on you in 30 days and make sure. I, I, how you're hold doing. me to it, please. <laughs> make me, you can be my account, uh, accountability partner for this. One. There we go. There we go. I'm totally on it. Now, before I let you go, and I, again, I want to just thank you so much for coming on and sharing part of your genius and sharing why you're doing what you're doing and how you are serving these people. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about your theme song, your walkout song, whether you speak or not. What is that song that lights you up that if it's in the car, you kind of are bouncing and people are looking at you funny on the freeway because you can't quite, <laughs> you can't quite hold still. What is that song and why does it move you? Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, So I am an avid music nut. Okay, I love music. Music is it doesn't matter what the music is, I get jumping and going. Um, There are very few types of music that actually do not do me justice somewhere. Um, Novelty music is my favorite. So the Purple People Eater is one of my favorite songs. The Squirrel Revival is one of my second favorite songs. If you ever want a great song, Mississippi Squirrel Revival is quite comical. (laughs) Um, So I grew up with novelty music and I fell in love with it. And so I'm always searching for good ones that I can, I can, I can chair dance to and have fun with. Um, So there's, I I have a hard time saying there's a specific song that is me per se. just because I love music in general. It, it, if it is my go-to when I'm in a mood, whatever that mood is. Yeah, that makes sense. So if you're in a super hyper happy, like everything is going your way and you just need to dance it out, what's that song? What's that type of music then? Um, Hmm. I just drew blanks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Go to music for dancing for just happiness. Um, always on the radio, believe it or not, is country. Uh, rock and roll is my old rock and roll is my favorite. Uh, meaning fifties and sixties old rock and roll, not you know. Yeah. Granted, I'm the eighties hair band <laughs> era, but. <laughs> listening here should go look up the Mississippi Squirrel Revival. Is that what you call it? The Revival? Okay. Revival. Now the Purple Eaters I'm familiar with, but the Squirrel's new. I'm excited to see it. (laughs) 
Um, and if anyone has children, Eloise is the next best song. My dad used to always say I was Eloise in the song Eloise, if you can oh, find wow. it. Wow. So. so we get a little bit deeper insight into you as well. If we can go find Eloise, that would be good. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Cecilia, thank you again so much for coming to play. I so appreciate it. Appreciate your time and your expertise and your genius. If there was one piece of advice you could leave with us, business, life, whatever, what would that be? Um, from a business point of view, my biggest thing is I tell anyone when I do my speaking engagements, the one thing that if you take away anything from any speaking engagement, you build a big wall between your business and your personal financial situations. You do not let them commingle together. That is my number one rule of thumb. Um, my, from a personal point of view and from a professional point of view is if you can't control it, don't worry about it. Mm, I'm keeping that one. The one I've got handled, I'm keeping that one. If it's out of my control, I can't worry. I can't do anything about it. Yep. I love it. I love it. Thank you again so much. Thank you all of those of you who have tuned in. We'll be sure to make sure we get Cecilia's contact information so you can check in with her and check out Eloise and the Mississippi Squirrel. And until I get to see you again, as always, rock on. <laughs>